Hey, this is Corey Wong. If you are interested in guitar players, if you're interested in artists and how they think, why they create, what it is that motivates them to create, come check out my podcast, Wong Notes Podcast, where I get to interview some of my absolute heroes, people like John Mayer, Niall Rogers, Jacob Collier, Madison Cunningham, Benson, Vi, Santana, Satriani, Lukather, Matheny. Oh, the names are insane. Icons of the guitar, icons of artistry and creativity. I absolutely love sitting down with these musicians and getting to ask them about their creative process and get into the details of why they do what they do. Check it out, Wong Notes. Listen now, wherever you get podcasts. Everybody. My name is Jason Shadrick, and welcome to another episode of Chasing Frets. This week I'm joined by Joe Gore. How are things, Joe? They're always good when I'm hanging out with Jason and Lyle Workman. Yeah, as you heard on Monday, we have Lyle Workman uh, on the show this week, uh, who's a well-renowned film TV composer, uh, guitar player, sideman, session musician, all of the above. Anything with uh, where he can make music, he's probably had a finger in it. You know, Even down to recording library music for Facebook, which was a new revelation for me. Yeah, he was saying, you know, like, if you're, you know, he, you've heard his music on hundreds of funny cat videos. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's done. He's done a ridiculous amount of heavy stuff, and uh, his uh, upcoming solo album, Uncommon Measures, is. Um, it's not just your typical uh, guitar show-off album. Uh, among other things, uh, it's recorded with an orchestra at uh, famed Abbey Road Studios, featuring a bunch of first call London orchestral players, and it's an ambitious piece of work. And, it uh, is. The, the, the the title Uncommon Measures refers to several things, but one of them is odd meter. Um, uh, as he discusses in the interview, you know, Lyle was a, was a fusion prog rock guy and, uh, you know, grew up listening to a lot of Ma Vishnu and Genesis and that expansive sense of, of meter has always been at the heart of what he's done. And that's certainly true of his new record. So, uh, we, uh, dig in and talk, uh, theory and process with a really smart guy. Yeah, he is. He's really smart. And it was so interesting hearing how he, Talks about even down to choosing the drummers for... There's a handful of drummers on this record, including Matt Chamberlain, Abe Laboreal Jr., Vinny Caliuta, Toss Panos. Um, and it was interesting how he thinks of that as casting, you know, and, and, he, and he goes a little bit into that uh, in this episode and also later this week. But, yeah, the new record's Uncommon Measures. Uh, there'll be a link in the show notes where you can go and pre-order it. It comes out in February. And so here's our next conversation with Lyle Workman. cool and very unique new album out called Uncommon Measures. And among other things, the, the title is sort of a, a triple pun, I have to assume, uh, that it's, you know, part of it is a reference to Odd Meter. Mm -hmm. And um, I know that I've, I've known you and I've known your music for some 30 plus years. And uh, 
adventurous use of meter has just been one of the one of the constants in your in your creativity ever since then and that's certainly true of uh, of, of the new record uh why are you so drawn to uh breaking away from the old 4-4 <laughs> it's an uh, ode to the music i liked when i was 15 and 16 and 17 and it's it's that that music it's the uh the genesis the yes the mafia orchestra you know king crimson it was just, I just, I loved that music so much. And, um, you know, all, it's not all in odd meters. I mean, there's, there's, there, but there's a good amount of it in there. It's just something I've always liked. Jan Hammer group. It's just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very rhythmically based. I, I love drummers. I, I'll watch drummer videos more than I will guitar players. I just really connect with drummers. My, I seemingly more of my better friends are in the drum camp than they are any other, uh, um, musical group but i i just love uh rhythm and you got some uh, a heck of a drummer lineup on this new record vinny caliuta abel yeah, borrell jr toss panos donald barrett and matt chamberlain right yeah yeah i love drummers and uh <laughs> they all have their own and uniquely special and wonderful flavor and it's a, a joy and a privilege to work with guys like that well if you if if you check out lyle's new record and you should probably the first thing you'll come across is there's a video of the title track North star. And, um, it's, I don't know if you're thinking of it as five, four with triplets or 15, eight or whatever, but you know, right out of the shoot, um, you're getting something unexpected. Yeah. You know, I, I think, uh, I don't even think I didn't preconceive. I'm going to write a, an album with all these weird meters. It just comes out of me naturally. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's melodic based. So it's, it's the melody that's driving whatever that that meter ends up being. I mean, even if you listen to uh, you know uh, "Money" from Pink Floyd or "Salisbury Hill" by Peter Gabriel, both uh, five and seven, right? Yeah, exactly. Perfect. It's that's it was the melodic structure of the melody is what dictated what that had to be, and and that's how I work. So it's it all has to come from the melody um, first and foremost. So it's something where you think of a melody and then try a jot it down or figure out what kind of yeah then i'm like well what is that i don't even think i'm like well oh i guess that's in five you know so i it's not like i i i get a piece of manuscript paper and i write five four and it's blank right and then figure out how to fit that in it's it's like whatever whatever the melody is well or whatever figure i'm playing guitar it's like oh i guess that's in an odd meter it's it's just so part of my dna now that it it just happens i think one of the records that really opened that for me was 10 Summoner's Tales by Sting. Oh, like, sure. He, yeah. He makes, and isn't Vinny, isn't he Vinny the drummer on that record? That's correct. He just yeah. makes it like, you know, it's odd in a technical sense of the word, but it just sounds so smooth. It's just, it's such an art to figure out how to make odd meters sound less like odd meters. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, again, it's a, it's melodic based. I mean, there's a, there's a, uh, the ocean by Led Zeppelin. That's odd meters. It sounds natural, right? It's just because the melody that's driving that 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 line. Or even Black Dog. There you go. That's another one. Yeah. So there was that was just around. You know what I mean? That wasn't there. That wasn't around. I mean, even uh, 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 Mother by uh, John Lennon. Mama, don't go. Daddy, come home. You know, that's an odd meter. Or, or the 
uh, all you need is love mm-hmm. is, is, is an odd meter. It's just, she said, she said, I'm only sleeping. There you go. Yeah. It was just part of music. So I, I that's all it is for me. It's, it's not a conscious decision to, to throw people off. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just think what's happened is in, as time has gone along and pop music has changed and it's become more, you know, homogenized and pasteurized and, and a formulized and uh i just never lost that sense of 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 just not having those set parameters to have to to work with in your uh formative years you said you were a big prog rock uh prog rock fan how did you as a guitarist work to develop that sense of odd time how did you feel like you you got that music into your dna by learning how to play that music by learning sitting down I've got to figure that out. I want to play it. I like it. I want to, I want to jam it with my high school buddies, you know, <laughs> uh, or in bands. Mm. So I think it's just by learning how to play that music. That's how, how, that's how it seeps in repeated listenings and repeated learnings of, of that music will, will do it. And, uh, you know, I've never seen one of your manuscripts, but I hear that the, there's, the meter changes a lot too. It's not like you're, 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 you're setting up some pattern and, and, uh, like, looping it for six minutes the uh you know the phrase lengths and meter shifts are, are constantly in flux it's a a very um well just a, a very non-rigid con- conception of meter and musical phrasing yeah uh if you think about the way people talk they're talking in odd meters all the time <laughs> to me it's just natural and often when it gets to the point where i, I have to put everything to to manual or everything is written out and it's going to the orchestra or the musicians. I'm always kind of surprised like, Oh, wow, that's, there's a whole lot of meter changes in there. <laughs> and that's just another indication that I'm just really not thinking in terms of odd meters. I'm thinking in terms of melody and how the music is, his flows. It just happens to turn out that those odd meters are what define it. When I hear the music of like, Mahavishnu, John McLaughlin, and Frank Zappa, and people who are known to have such a dense rhythmic aspect to their music, I, I have to imagine they'd be the same way. You know, I believe so. I really do. I don't think anybody's. I, I generally don't think people are setting out to try to to work out a math equation and then fit and then put music to that. I really don't think so. I think it's all based on the melodic sensibility. Your, uh, your 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 comparison to speech is um, that's a pretty deep statement actually because it's 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 really true and it also makes you wonder how our music got so metrical because we communicate all day in exceedingly complex rhythms. Yeah. Um, uh, someone I was in one of my very first band bands with used to uh, do this trick where he'd say, "Okay, the whole band just play the rhythm of reciting the Pledge of Allegiance." Mm. You know, not the notes, not the words, but just everybody go da 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 I mean, I certainly love four four and two four and three. I I I love you know it's it's not like I like one more than the other. I think it's I just think it's all valid. You know, why not open up boundaries and and not limit yourself to what you could do uh if you only have even even numbers i think it's great to to have that ability to 
you got to hear it though. You've got to, um, it has to be sort of natural or else it's going to sound not good. <laughs> then it might sound like math because the, the, the thing that you don't want is music to sound like math. Yeah. I don't think that's very inviting. No, but it hasn't stopped people from doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, do you play drums? Yeah, I do. I started playing drums before I played guitar, but I, you know, I'm not a great drummer. I mean, I, 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 I've played on a few of my things, but I live in Los Angeles where I, man, I'm just, I'm soaking in yeah, right? drummers. Yeah, they're all over. I just remember when you, when you talk about hearing a melody and f- kind of figuring out after the fact, when I was in grad school and I, was, I had to take drum lessons as part of, my, part of my degree, and for me it was all about the composite rhythm. You know, it was when I would break down like a bossa nova pattern, some, you know, something very simple, and one, each limb is doing something different. I feel like you don't really get it until you can do it until you can feel it all together and feel where the ups and downs are in it all. And I feel like when you talk about writing in odd meters unintentionally, so to speak, I feel like there's, there's a a link there because you have to feel where the melody happens and where the accents are in order to make it pleasing to you as a composer. And then you go back and find out, Oh, that's a measure of four and a measure of six just repeated. Mm Mm-hmm. Exactly. I was curious, like if you ever, like you you said, you play drums, if you ever kind of feel that connection, even because even when you're playing something in four, four or three, four, there's still a little bit of these odd patterns that have to line up in order to make this groove connect and feel good. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree with all that. Yeah. It all has to feel good. I mean, that's, that's, that's important. And, and sometimes I will write something and let's say, okay, it just happens to be in an odd meter, <laughs> okay? And then the drummer will play. And then, then sometimes I will say, what can we do to make it not sound like an odd meter? You know, so it doesn't have a, a skippy kind of feel to it. What can we do to smooth that out? So it feels flowing. Because I always want it to flow, regardless of the, t- the time signature. It has to feel uh, uninterrupted, so to speak. And so we'll try to work at what can we do to just, you know, to keep to, to keep it feeling natural and smooth. That's so funny. I happened to see this video today by this guy on YouTube named Adam Neely, who's a bass player and really great musician. And he was doing these Christmas tunes in 1516. <laughs> and, you know, for most people, when they see 1516, the natural inclination is to chop off the last 16th note of the measure. That's right. Right. But he's like, no, no, no. You chop off the last of the second beat. So you're So the anticipation happens going into the third beat, which is more akin to what like traditional funk music is. is. And he shows this demonstration and it, it really like does exactly what you're telling about where it hides the oddness of the odd meter. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, wow. Now I'm just thinking in my mind, where else can I take an unexpected beat out of the measure instead of just lopping it off of the end. Wow. Well, the place where you hear the place where you hear all the, you know, the um I won't say inadvertent but um uh where you hear in- incredibly weird odd meter is like on cheesy TV commercials and stuff where people have edited the cue to fit oh, yeah, in. Oh, they got to do that. They got to do that to sort of fit it in. And they're yeah. not necessarily I don't think they're looking at the score and saying we can squeeze out a 16th note here, but they're just cutting where maybe you know maybe, you know, the end of the four bar phrase where the vocal 
breathes, you know, yeah. you know, snip out 16 there. And if, 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 like, if you made charts of some of these edits of just, just your dumb 2 a.m. in the morning TV commercials, you'd hear some pretty, um, pretty odd meters. Yeah. And, and it's very unintentional and they're just doing it the after now. In that case, you know, I would, I would want to, I would want to avoid that at all costs. I don't like when that happens. So it's like, let's, let's, it's a song that's the music and the content of the music is not made to have that skippy feel to it at all. So I would avoid that altogether. So it's just, it, you've got to try to honor the music as best you can. And, and so if it's a, a type of piece that's going along and it's four, 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 and then, you know, let's just say like it's a real uh, straight ahead piece of whatever style. And there's all of a sudden like a bar 15, 16, it just sounds completely weird. You know what I mean? That is not melodically driven. <laughs> that <Yeah>. is something <laughs> they had to do to try to make it so that they can fade out before the, before the 15 seconds are up. Yeah. yeah. Somebody once told me that like cartoon scores are some of the most difficult pieces oh, of music gosh, they've yeah. ever had to play. in the Oh studio. yeah. Yeah. Why, why is that? Because they're trying to time the hitting the head with the frying pan and the head retains the shape of the frying pan, <laughs> you know, the sound that goes with that. And, you know, this is all these just miscellaneous sounds and action that, 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 that is to be accompanied by music. And it's not all timed out. It's just all random. Like I said, talking. You know, so, yeah. No, like golden age Warner cartoons are incredibly complex. Yeah. Putting notes to everything that we say would take a whole lot of time. Safe to say the Simpsons are not animated to a click track. That's exactly right. Well, Lyle, it's been such a, an intriguing and, and fun talk uh, with you today about our time. And we're looking forward to having you uh, back later this week, man. Hey, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. 